For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. At the 15, at the 10, at the 5, still going. Look at the goal line. Bullseye! It's a Buffalo touchdown! Welcome back, y'all. Another edition of Bullseye, the UB Bulls football podcast. I'm your host, Kyrie Demos. I've got a very special guest, my guy right here, Damone Harris. Yes, sir. Former roommate, and, you know, to see him coming up through UB's program and, you know, to be in the league now doing his thing, I'm just glad to have you on with me, man. And, you know, I just, you know, as always, it's always a pleasure. How's everything going? Pleasure, man. Pleasure is all. Pleasure is all mine, man. Good to good to see my good old friend. Talk to him, and you know, talk about our good old UB days and UB times. And right, um, you know, always, always good to have a chat with you. For sure, man. For sure. So you know, for you personally, man, you know, to to think about where UB's come. Um, obviously, you know, we 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 saw the days of UB having ups and downs and, you know, being a, you know, a middling program to now they're, mm-hmm. a, you know, a perennial bowl competitor and, you know, a, mm-hmm. a, a Mac power at this point. Just just thoughts on yeah. seeing how far it's come. Man, I think it's a it's a credit to all the the, the groundwork that our classes uh, laid. I mean, from when we got there in 13 to when I left in 17, just all those years of, um, you know, <laughs> losing, but, but building at the same time, um, you know, I feel like it, it shifted the program in the right position. And then they made some good hires and Lance Leipold and, um, you know, and, you know, he brought that program up and I only see it going up uh, now here with Coach Mel. Most definitely, most definitely. And, you know, that was something I wanted to, to harp on a little bit with you is, you know, just the fact that Coach Mo came back, you know, obviously a, a name that a lot of people remember from uh, the, the 13 team, uh, the, right. the uh, Idaho Potato Bowl. Just just thoughts on, you know, Coach Mo and, you know, for him to be coming back into the program. Oh, man, I think it's a, um, it was a great hire. I was actually there a couple of weeks ago. I got a chance to chat with him and Mm-hmm. talk with him very personable guy very um you know very player player coach and you know a guy seem to gravitate around him i think that's that's all you got to be as a head coach you got to um have your players want to play for you and mm-hmm. um i just make i think it makes the program all that much better and um you know obviously with his background him being different places i think he was in the nfl for a while and then he was at Baylor, so he's got some experience so he's going to bring a winning culture i believe to buffalo 
Most definitely. Yeah. He's, he's been in, around a lot of power five programs. And um, like you mentioned, you know, he was just yeah. with the Cowboys last season. So, you know, he's been around mm-hmm. the block. It's great to see someone like him, you know, wanting to come back to UB, you know, it wasn't right, right. You know, so it's a beautiful thing. So, you know, just, just, you know, switching things up a little bit for you, Moan, to be able to, you know, come up this far, you know, being able to be in the NFL now, you know, let's talk about your mm-hmm. beginning. You know, you started football late, you know, I don't know if people yeah. realize that, but, you know, just talk a little bit about your path, Um, you know, how you started things out at Timon. Right. So, um, yeah, I didn't start playing football until my junior year of high school mm-hmm. and um, was was predominantly a basketball player before that. Just, um, you know, I think my first time been playing organized sports was like my freshman year of high school, freshman, sophomore year of high school. So um, everything was new to me and uh, we're just trying to find my way and, uh, got the opportunity to, to transfer to Timon from Buffalo Academy Science Charter School. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in downtown Buffalo and um, played basketball my sophomore year there. Mm-hmm. Then going into my junior year, my high school football coach was like, look, if you come out for for football, I can make you into a Division one football player. And at the time, I'm like, I'm not believing it because, <laughs> you know, I never played football before. I ain't never put pads on. I ain't never made contact. I'm like, oh, man, it's Buffalo. It's cold. I'm about to get hit. I'm about to hit. Ended up coming out my junior year, um, and I was terrible. I was I was bad, man. I was I was so bad at football when I first started playing. I didn't even know how to get a three point stance. I was terrible, oh, and uh, I didn't play into <laughs> I didn't play into like my last two games of my junior season, mm-hmm. and um, was kind of picking up on it a little bit. And it came back out my senior year. Worked hard in the off season, um, and ended up unfortunately missing half of my senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a, a high ankle sprain in my left my left uh, left leg, mm-hmm. and uh, so I probably played a total of probably eight or nine high school games, and then um, but still I was fortunate enough to um, earn a earn a walk on spot to UB. Mm-hmm. Funny thing is UB didn't even come to my football games. UB came to my basketball games, so I should play and things like that. So they came to my uh, basketball games, offered me a walk on spot. Um, just took it, never looked back, man. Just um, got there as a walk on. I was like last in the depth chart. Mm-hmm. So it was I was told I was never gonna play there, X, Y, and Z, everything, and um just kind of built for the five years I was there, becoming mm-hmm. all conference player. And then um, you know, that led me to coming out of UB, starting with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and you know, now I'm with the Chiefs, won a Super Bowl and everything. So right, you know, story list goes on. Right, it's man. They, they yeah, that was about. a condensed, that was a condensed version. <laughs> right, though. That, that was just over, a, over the past nine, ten years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> just a little yeah. trailer there, man. But no, that I yeah. no, that's really the stuff that they make movies about, you know. And mm-hmm. just talking about, you know, going to UB, you know, for you, what was that decision like? Because like you mentioned, you know, you mm-hmm. you were really coming up as a hooper. Right. Like, hey, I'm gonna play college basketball, but you know, right. And a coach like Charlie comes to come to you like, hey, mm-hmm. I can really make you, you know, a Division One football player, and you know, just right. what was that decision like? Man, it was. Um, I just knew what I was confident in in, in my work ethic, mm-hmm. with anything that I was going to do and put my put my mind to it. And I was like, look, if football can be that for me, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it and run with it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, well, in Western New York, you're six four, six five. I'm like 220, I'm probably about 219, 220 mm-hmm. in, in high school. And they just threw me at the four or five to play basketball. So right. at 6'4", you know, in the next level, college basketball, you're not going to play 
center. You're not going to play the four. Mm-mm. So it was like, I felt like I never developed those necessary guard skills to um, go and be an actual college basketball player. That's why I felt like football was a better route for me to make it as a professional. And I mean, I had an offer to play at Damon, play, play at Damon College, mm-hmm. which was a division two basketball school. But um, I just chose to to walk on at UB and was like, you know, just put it, just bet on myself and be like, look, if I work hard at this thing, um, I know nothing but good things can only come from it. Most definitely, man. And, you know, obviously the fruits of your labor have, have paid off to this point. And, you know, just mm-hmm. talking about UB, of course, we got to mention 46, man, you know, being able man. to play with that guy, um, play goat. across from him every day and you being right. in the same position group as him. Just just thoughts right. on seeing someone like Khalil Mack every single day and just, you know, what was it like to, as a 17, 18 year old, to be able yeah. to see someone like him every day? Oh, man, it was tremendous. Um, like you said, like, me coming out of high school, I was very raw. Mm-hmm. Um, and to see him, like, in his red shirt senior year, mm-hmm. uh, do the things he get, did against Ohio State, and not only that, but just seeing his daily work ethic mm-hmm. um, at UB. Um, so it, it just gave kind of gave me a blueprint. You know, I was like, man, if I could just get a slice of what he's doing, you know, I'd, I'd be good. So it's like, um, you know, it was always a good dude, a good role model to look up to and um, still to this day, you know what I mean? What he's doing in the league now, I mean, as a defensive player of the year and, you know, obviously all his accolades that he's accomplished and everything. So mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, it was it was a blessing for me as a young raw player to be able to, to um, see what that quote-unquote finished product could look like for myself mm-hmm. um, if I worked at it. So um, it was great, man. Seeing seeing his greatest, I could, got nothing but great things to say about him and um, yeah, he'll, he'll still be great in the league. Obviously he's still one of the top players in the league to this day. So. I mean, Hey, you know, the way it's looking, probably a potential hall of famer, you know, it's just yeah, a potential you know, gold jacket for sure. Yeah. You know? So, mm-hmm. so it's amazing. And they don't get down and they don't just get those anybody. <laughs> it's, hey, it's like you what Dion I mean? was saying, yeah. man. Hey, I got jackets yeah. that, they, that you can't buy. So you might, you might get one of them. Yeah. That's for real. Yeah. So, you know, just even um, just talking about, uh, you know, again, your, your time with UB at the, in the program um, to see, you know, Coach Quinn, you know, when you first got there to transitioning mm-hmm. over to Coach Leipold. Just thoughts on, you know, when, once Coach, Coach Leipold came in and, you know, really, like you mentioned, just being able to lay that foundation to what UB's become today as a program. Right. Um, like I say, yeah, I was there my freshman year when, when we had Coach Quinn and, um you know, there must be my freshman year. I think that's still the most winning season that I had at UV. Like, I think we won eight games, eight and five, and went to the Idaho Potato Bowl. And mm-hmm. I mean, once Lance came in, it was definitely a culture change, but it was a, it was a winning culture change. It was just different. Mm-hmm. Not to say anything bad about Coach Quinn or anything like White Boy. It's just, it was a different coaching style. So, mm-hmm. um, Lance was just more laid back, chill kind of, kind of vibe and, you know, let his position coach and coordinators kind of um, be more of the um, forefront of, of coaching, I would say. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it worked. I mean, eventually, my my senior year, we went six and six, five hundred. Didn't mm-hmm. and that that I mean that year they had too many bowl eligible teams, so we weren't able to make a bowl. Mm-hmm. But um, I think the year before they were taking five win teams. So right, I was going to mention that. Yeah, the year before they were taking five win teams, but we got to a point where we were winning games. Like of course, when a head coach first gets there, it's, it takes like a year or two for for you know for that change of culture to happen. You know, they got to get their recruits in, things like that. And, and, and you know, so, but once he did that, you, you see the past couple of years, UB's been competing in the back championship. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be going to consistent bowl games. So, um, and I think it's only going to get better, um, 
but I think Glance did a fantastic job. And um, now he's at Kansas. I think he's going to do a great job there as well. Most definitely, yeah. No, I was going to – I'm glad you brought up that 17 season because, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy to think a year like that, you know, you guys go 6-6. Six and six, And the fact that, yeah, most years that's a bowl, that's a bowl season. But, right. uh, like, you know, that much success, you know, after really just trying to retool the years prior. Yeah, and that – in that, honestly, that season, we really should have won more games, but mm-hmm. who got hurt? Both of our quarterbacks got hurt. Mm-hmm. We were both, like, went on to honestly play in the NFL. Both Tyree Jackson got hurt and 12 games, Drew Anderson got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, so we were down to, I think, our third or fourth string quarterback who was a true freshman mm-hmm. that we just lost some games by senior year. So we really could have won, honestly, probably 10 games. So we lost the back half of the season. We didn't have, you know, our quarterback. So, mm-hmm. um it was that that's something that really kind of put an asterisk next to our season two. And, and for us to still bounce back and be bowl eligible with that, I, I, I would say that that season was successful. It could have, you know, turned into something and we not even been, been uh, bowl eligible. So, Most you know. Most you know, so just fast forward now, you know, you had already had the walk on, um, you know, role when you were at UB. You know, fast forward mm-hmm. to when you go to the NFL, you know, undrafted rookie. So, you know, being mm-hmm. able to join the Bucks, um, down in Tampa, you know, just thoughts on, on you know, what that whole process was like. Man, it was, uh, it, it was, I'm not going to lie, it was intimidating at first because you're like, man, this is the league. This is, oh, my God, I've been in college for five years. This is what everybody hyped this up to be. This is bad at third. Mm-hmm. But, man, honestly, when I got in there and just kind of boiled down to what I need to do and just play football, mm-hmm. um, the game just kind of came to me, became natural, like came, became, you know, easier, just all the work I put in throughout college. But I mean, it's at a whole nother level now. You got guys who are the best in the world that I compete with every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, it's a grind every day, but uh, being an undrafted rookie, man, it was that first training camp was like a, Ooh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's something that um, definitely that I don't feel like you're not prepared for it until you experience it. So, right. um, yeah, it was it was definitely an adjustment being in the league. And, you know, still to this day, I mean, the work ethic and stuff never changes for me. But um, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Not gonna lie. So <laughs> I can't I can't I can't complain, man. I can't complain. No doubt, bro. You know, I mean that that's I mean that to think you know where you at where you're at now. You know, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. um, and, and and you know, just just talking about that um as well. You know, what's one thing about being in the NFL that people from the outside, obviously, you know, people see the glitz and glamour and you know right. being on Sundays and everything. What's one thing about the NFL that you wish people really understood? Um, is that it's not all necessarily fair. Like people think, people think, oh, the best player is going to play or this, that. And mm. uh, that's not necessarily true. There's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes, behind closed doors. Mm. Um, if you're this draft pick or you're that draft pick. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize, like, being undrafted in league like myself, mm-hmm. like, you have to bite, scratch, and claw for everything you get mm. and almost be twice as better, you know, than the next guy, which is obviously difficult to do at the top level. But, mm. um, you know, I've, I've been in the league going into my fourth year or so. I'm pretty much, I mean, it's not like I'm a rookie anymore. I'm pretty much a, I'm a vested vet now, right. which is funny to say because it's crazy. I, I can't believe I'm going to my fourth year, but right. uh, I just wish people would realize like how much work it takes to, you know, because like you said, people always look at the glitz and glam, which is, you know, that top the top 1% of the league, which is honestly, you're talking about four or five guys on each team mm-hmm. that are making X amount of dollars and this and that. And, 
everybody think everyone makes $100 million a year, $10 million a year, this and that. Mm-hmm. It isn't necessarily the case. Like I said, being undrafted, you got to fight for everything you get. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but I love it, though. It's 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 every day is, it's, um, you know, you got to look yourself in the mirror and, and bring your best to work every single day. So no. um, that would be the thing. I'd be like, you got to people got to realize because people just um, sometimes are just very unrealistic when it comes to NFL, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I could definitely uh, imagine that, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a, it's a lot of work that goes on behind closed doors and a lot of dark oh, things, sure. you know, so. Yeah, for know, sure. Imagine, man. Um, so, you know, just, just talking a little bit about your career as well, you know, you went from Tampa over to Baltimore for a little bit, but you really seem to find a little nice home in Kansas City. And I mean, obviously, what right. a be, you know, being able to play for Coach Reed and, and uh, playing mm-hmm. for Coach Spags as well. You know, mm-hmm. just, just thoughts on being in KC and, uh, you know, being a part of Chiefs Kingdom. All right, man, I love it here. Um, man, we won football games, win Super Bowls, compete for Super Bowls. Um, it's, a, it's a great winning culture. Mm-hmm. Um, Andy Reid really cares about his players. He's a player's coach. Um, he, um, he's very professional. It's a very great and, um, efficient operation. I would say for me and other places in the league, it's not, not to say Baltimore or Tampa didn't have it mm-hmm. at the time. I mean, back, back when I was in Tampa, I mean, maybe it wasn't as efficient as we're moving now in Kansas City. Like I'm talking about as far as practice schedule operation and mm-hmm. things of that nature. Like we just, you know, there's, everything is, is served for a purpose, you know, even mm-hmm. like during the season, off season and everything. So. Um, love playing here, man. Love meet all the guys, you know, from Pat, Tyree, Trav, um, to anybody in the locker room. We all we all brothers. So mm-hmm. um can't say a bad thing about Kansas City. Good food, good people, um, good vibes, man. Always gonna be good vibes here in KC. Oh yeah, no, love to hear that mm-hmm. for sure. You know, it's about the total mm-hmm. package, you know, it's it's not just right. on the field, you know, it's that that whole that whole scene there. And you know, you mentioned, um, you know, just being able to play in the Super Bowl, you know, two Super Bowls back to back. Obviously, you know, this year would have wished you, you guys wish it was a different result. But, you know, right. even just talking about that, you know, the fact that the second time you were in the Super Bowl, the first team you got to play for in the NFL versus, you know, your current team and right. know, defending champions. Just just what, what was and also too being able to play that game in Tampa, you know, as right. well. just 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 thoughts on, you know, what this is, those experiences were like, you know, obviously getting to win the first time around in Miami and then uh, going back down. To right. Tampa for the second. Yeah, that first that first time in Miami was a, was a dream. And I can't lie to you. It was in Miami, like you said. Mm-hmm. Spent the week in Miami. We had fun, um, you know, but but got the job done. That was the most important thing. Right. And then obviously we weren't dealing with COVID at the time. So, mm-hmm. um, and then we came back the second year and it was obviously a little different. And, you know, we got there, I think the day before the game, it was just like a normal way game. We got there the day before the game, played the game. Obviously the result isn't what we wanted it, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, we, we were dealing with some injuries. I'm not to say any excuses, but um, everyone knows we, we were kind of, we were banged up on the line, you know, they're, right. they're coming at Pat, bad right. third toe. It was just like the perfect recipe for, um, to get us kind of, you know, but we'll be back. I think we, our, our team is, um, like I said, we're professional, we're efficient in our operations. So everybody, you know, that, that, that loss stung everybody. Everyone's like, that look on the plane we had for game, like, are oh, we going to be back? We got all the pieces. Right. So, um, yeah, it's just about, um, you know, continuing to grind. It's a grind. It's a marathon. You know what I mean? Do I wish I had, do I wish I had two of these right now? Yeah. Do I, two do of I, them do I, wish, do I wish I had two of these right now? Yes. <laughs> right, <laughs> man, that wasn't, that wasn't in God's plans. And, you know, hopefully I'll get another one. Hopefully I'll get another one this year, man. Right. For sure. 
Absolutely, sure. man. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, it, I mean, especially for the position you guys were in. I mean, you guys were the hunted, you know? Right. You know, yeah, exactly. Up and coming the way you like we guys still are. are. Right. I mean, exactly. <laughs> still top of the AFC. You know, the last right. three seasons, no team in the AFC has been better than KC. So, I mean, you guys are yeah. still, you still have that crown. So, um, and, you know, just talking about, um, you, you mentioned those guys already, you know, being able to play against Pat. Every day, being able to play against Tyreek every day, playing against Travis every day, you know, just seeing that unit as a whole, you know, what what is it like? You know, especially obviously it's one thing to be like, oh, you know, like these are guys are great. Like this is a historically great offense. Yeah, like like yeah, like like you got the perfect storm. You got E B, you got Eric Enemy as an offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. You got the best quarterback that I'm saying now, he's gonna be the goal when it's all said and done. Right. You got Tyreek who fasted and S H I T, and then you got Trav, who's routing people up. Just a seasoned vet, probably going to be one of the best tight ends in the game when it's said and done too. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just—it's a perfect recipe on offense for us right now, and we're cooking. And not to say our defense is lacking any, any mm-hmm. in any in any sense, because defense is right there to help them out. So, right, um, like you said, but we're the hunted, so we always got a target on our back. So it's like um, knowing that and going to every game, like. They gotta, we gotta put our best foot forward, but at the same time, it's like at any given moment, like you guys saw it two years ago when we were down, I think 24 to nothing against the Texans. Like, mm-hmm. our office can just explode in a matter of minutes, and you know, there's not many offices in the league that can do that. So, nah. but just seeing those guys every day and how they operate, um, it's just it's it's a they're professionals, that's all I can say. Most definitely. Yeah, man. It's, 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 it's amazing to see, you know, and I think it's the craziest thing is just the fact that like, you know, even just like being back here in Buffalo, you know, seeing what Josh Allen's put together, you right. know, obviously he got to the level that he did this past season, but right. it's really all about the, the, the formula, the pieces around him, the situation is good now. You know, when he got here in 2018, mm-hmm. like that was a terrible offensive line. That was a terrible receiving. Right. Not a right. AD was getting up there in age, you know, so to yep. see him have the weapons he has now and being able to have that success, it's crazy to think that someone like Pat, with all the talent that he has, he steps and he gets to sit behind Alex Smith. He gets to, you know, learn mm-hmm. under Andy Reid and EB, like you mentioned, and all those pieces mm-hmm. like we talked about, too. It's just, um, like you said, the perfect storm. Perfect storm, man. Now, the Bills are definitely on the up and coming. I always tell people, because obviously me being from Buffalo, I get a lot of a lot of Bills, a lot of Bills fans and, and you know, just talking and, oh, the Bills are good. No, but they're a really good team. Yes. I mean, from when, when when I was a kid mm-hmm. to, like, when we were kids to where they are now. And, right. You know, Josh is doing a great job and nothing but respect for Josh. And, um, you know, we're like one and two right now, I feel like, in the AFC. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be a good game. We play week five and um, mm-hmm. looking forward to that game. Can't wait to to, to see them for sure. For sure. Yeah. And, you know, you, you guys got to um, come back to Buffalo this past season, you know, obviously much different experience um, than than before. You know, it's not like uh, right. Ralph was filled. I can't, can't even say the Ralph. It was Bill's stadium this past season. Um, but, right. you know, just even having that opportunity to come back home and play, you know, what was that like? Yeah. Um, man, it was it was nostalgic. I wish it was different because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um Obviously, with with me not being able to see family and um, me just, I mean, I was able to still get wings, fortunately, <laughs> uh, because my brothers bought wings to the hotel um, from Barbell. So, oh, yeah. um, 
so fortunate enough to be able to get some buffalo wings, but at the same time, and I wish I was able to, you know, visit family, things like that, have fans in the stands to get that real authentic Buffalo feeling and tailgating. But mm-hmm. um, it was still great to be back home in New York. It's always great to be back home. Most definitely. Most definitely. No, I know we, we um, you know, we moved on a little bit from it, you know, talking about the team itself, but just want to go back a little bit, you know, talking about the defense, you know, you mentioned, mm-hmm. obviously the offense steals all the headlines, but you guys got some dogs on defense, you know, thinking about guys like Chris Jones mm-hmm. and Honey Badger and things like that, you know, what, what's it been like to play with those guys and, you know, how have those guys helped you in your development? Oh, for sure. Um, well, T5, we call him T5, uh, Tyrant. He's just a leader, man, fearless leader. Mm-hmm. If you saw him in person, you wouldn't think, like, with him being, like, actually just, like, physically, like, as small as he is physically, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think, like, but he, he's a small dog with a lot of bite, and he just, um, he's just a dog. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you can put it. He's just a dog. He He's going to go and bite the ball, get the ball out, catch interceptions, cover your number one corner, your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. He's going to do it all. And uh, just his, he's just a, a true leader. Like I would say about him, he's a true leader. Um, Chris is just a, a fantastic player, obviously one of the top pass rushers in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, learning from him all the time, every day. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the guys is always going to, you can come to put pressure on the quarterback. So, um, yeah. And Anthony Hitchens, our middle linebacker, very good. He's another leader in our defense. Uh, you got Derek Nottie in the middle. We just acquired Jerry Reed from the Seahawks, mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, not a lot of nice pieces. Um, and I feel like we, we built a very deep roster. We're gonna have a very deep roster on defense for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, man. I definitely am excited to see what you guys put together this season. So, mm-hmm. you know, definitely be tuning in. Um, you know, just switching gears a little bit back to UB, just, just thoughts mm-hmm. on, you know, you know, what, what the Bulls have, you know, it, it was such a weird little situation. Obviously coach Leipold, you know, wish him well and everything mm-hmm. going to Kansas, but you know, he took a few guys over, took some coaches over, right. but then right. coach um, Mo to be able to come in, really get, keep things rolling on the fly, um, bring some right. coaches over as well. Just, just thoughts on, you know, what the 2021 team could look like. Man, uh, I think they're going to look obvious. I think they're going to look great. Like I, like you said, I think they're going to be top one or two teams in the MAC powerhouse. Um, they got some some good guys um, there. You got Zach Lefebvre at I think they got him at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, you got um, Jake Fusak on the old line. You still got uh, James Patterson there playing on defense, so he'll he'll be good. Obviously, we know about his brother and what he did at UB. Of course. Um, yeah, they got they got pieces. You still got Gaddafi right there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got Kyle Vance, a quarterback. So they got guys that, that have been there for a while, got experience, and, you know, they're going to be seasoned vets. So I'm interested to see um, what they do in, in light of even them having a short circuit, like a short offseason, because I'm pretty sure, like, they weren't able to get pretty much – a lot of colleges weren't able to get as much time as um, they've been getting, like, like normal offseason. Like, they had to mush everything, I think, into, like, June and July, as mm-hmm. opposed to when they had spring ball and all that stuff, so. Gotcha. I'm still sure they'll they'll be able to put together a good season. I'm excited well, to see it. Most definitely, yeah. You know, it's. I mean, it's 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 crazy. It really is crazy to think like U UB is is considered one of the best programs in the MAC. Like, it's not. That's not right. like a you know. Right. That's that. And we would laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> probably our our freshman year, somebody said that. Like, right. Yeah, you better be one of. Yeah. Okay. And then, <laughs> I think my sophomore wasn't my sophomore year. My junior year, we went like two and ten. Yeah, like I said, it's growing pains. You got to have growing pains. I think every program that's become a, a, a great 
you got to have growing pains. And I mean, obviously we all know UB is still a relatively new, you know, program. Yeah. It's still a relatively new division one, a program. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes people forget that. I mean, was been division one for 20 years, 20 some years. Since 99. Since 99. Yeah, that's not that, that's not that long. So, yeah. and for them to, you know, now we've got a MAC championship in our program in 08, mm-hmm. you know, in the past couple of years, been to it multiple times. We just got to finish the job. It's, you know, it's really saying something about, you know, the program and the people around it and how it's on the up and coming. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. That's just, just, it is, it's amazing to see. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for it, you know, because to think that, like you said, you know, I was only, I was only there for a season, but to think that the year that I was there was really like, I know it was, a, it was a, a, a spike and then, you know, a couple down years, but then to, to mm-hmm. be able to lead to coach Leipold coming in, I mean, it's, it's just, it's crazy to think back yeah. on, you know, like that. That was really, you know, laying the groundwork for everything. Laying the groundwork, man. Gotta lay the groundwork. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And before I let you go, man, just wanted to ask you specifically about, you know, the, the Bulls roster this year. Is there a name that you think is going to be on the rise? Someone that's kind of being slept on right now that you think is going to make a name for themselves this season? I think... I would pay attention to Qaddafi right, man. Qaddafi, I like Qaddafi. Qaddafi is fast as lightning. Mm-hmm. I think he's just been great out in the, in the in the top like linebackers in the nation mm-hmm. as far as like coverage and things like that. But mm-hmm. I would look out for Qaddafi, Jake Fusek, man, blocking an old line, mm-hmm. and um, those two names. I wouldn't. I would, I would keep in mind if I was Bulls fan. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, those, those guys, uh, you know, being two returning starters, um, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully they, they keep things rolling, you know, hopefully they yeah, for sure. keep the, keep the train going. And you know, that bulls have been in the Mac title game to the last three seasons. So, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully that's their, their home for the near future. Yeah, so. for sure. Come a powerhouse. Most definitely. Already Mo, yeah. It's always a pleasure, man. And my know, guy luck, Blessings and always. Um, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch and you know, good luck this sure. season, man. You know, I'm hoping I appreciate you, brother. To the bowl and hey, you know, yep. I gotta get it. Gotta ring him one more time. I need another one of these. <laughs> another one of them. I need another one of these. Another one of them. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Right, Well, you take care. All right, brother. Chat with you soon. All right, I appreciate you having me on. Sir, be easy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Thank you.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.